I never ever have to question what I'm doing every single day because I feel so pulled to my mission that it's automatic. It's, it's a ritual and it's been a ritual for years because I know without a shadow of a doubt what I'm committed to. Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in. Whoa, it's been a hot second. It's been a hot minute. We're back in the soul shed. I haven't seen you in two months. I know. We got to teach together this weekend though. That was fun. It was so fun. I had so much fun. Did you miss teaching with me? I did. It's not (laughs) the same without you, Megan. Well, because you've been in Florida meeting a lot of women in business and teaching a lot of workshops. I feel like every weekend you were teaching something new. Yeah, it was so fun. I, I loved it. I love being able to expand into new markets and support more women. And I had a blast and met some amazing humans. And I'm excited for you to meet them. I can't wait wait, wait to meet them too. We're going to be doing some big things in 2024 in St. Pete's Beach. Big surprises coming your way, Florida. <laughs> big surprises. Get ready. <laughs> We're going to come back. <laughs> and uh, Megan's coming with me. Florida has no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> be prepared. Wear your helmets. <laughs> fasten your seatbelts. Oh my gosh. Today I'm really excited to connect over this because our audience, our our community rather, we taught this this weekend, a little bit of this and they loved it. And we thought, well, let's share it. Once I learned the power of rituals, it helped me with my workday tremendously so that I was able to laser in on the things that are actually going to move the needle versus just making myself busy because I think we do that you know as business owners especially I want to say in the first three to five years we find ourselves busy just doing the busy work yep and I know we've all been inspired by the book Atomic Habits however we have our own rendition to this because as women I think we process the power of behaviors and habits as even like a more sacred process, Mm. which is why the term rituals lands for me so much better. Totally. It's more feminine. It feels better. Just saying it feels better. Mm -hmm. And when you combine it with what we're combining with it today, which is revenue rituals, it just feels so much more in alignment. And I think that's why it landed so powerfully for our community this weekend. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to share it with you. I know. I'm excited. So what is a ritual, Meg? Oh my gosh. Okay. So for me, a ritual is a pattern that, or a behavior that is practiced so much that it becomes automatic Mm -hmm. versus learning something new. Mm -hmm. So if I can retract a little bit, for me, a ritual is something that I don't even have to think about it. I get out of bed and I do it without having to talk myself into it so let's take going to the gym for example Mm -hmm. 
I know when I was first, oh my gosh, it's hard to even think about this because I, it's been such a ritual for like two decades. Mm-hmm. But before going to the gym, I had to think about it, right? And the th- mere thinking about it took so much energy and capacity that even just putting my shoes on was a big deal. Yep, for sure. I totally get that. And for me now, I can't go to bed unless I know I've worked out. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't feel like the same person. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is a ritual. Ritual is sacred. It's something that we know honors ourself and honors not just in this situation, our personal growth, but also our business growth. So it's a pattern or a behavior that's repeated over time daily so much that it becomes automatic. Yes. And I think that we have a lot of rituals in our personal lives and they become automatic. And I think the disconnect is taking that same type of devotion mm-hmm. to our personal rituals and bringing that into our business rituals for revenue. I love that you said devotion because that word, well, you know this, mm-hmm. it's speaking to me very loudly Yeah, right now. Yeah. So can we extract that a little bit? Yeah, I I think we should, because I think for women especially, I know there's probably some men listening, but for women especially, you know, we we find ourselves so devoted to our family. We find ourselves so devoted to our husbands, our friends, our, our parents. And when we have that type of devotion, we create what I like to call relationship rituals around that devotion because it's so powerful for us. And so throughout our day, we do things on automatic to nurture the devotion we have to our relationships and in our personal life. However, when we can bridge the gap between the personal devotion and the devotion to our business, then we can carry over rituals that become automatic and are sacred in our business. So good. I'd love to give an example because as you were talking, I was just thinking like taking my kids to school every morning, I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's non-negotiable. I have to take my kids to school every morning because that's part of parenting mm-hmm. and being a good parent is you want to make sure that you get them to school on time. Mm-hmm. But what I find is so many excuses in business where, and not so much anymore because our clients are pretty top notch. Oh Yeah. They're amazing. (laughs) But in the past, I'd find that sometimes clients would show up late or not at all, (laughs) or they wouldn't perform on maybe the enrollment rituals or the sales rituals that we gave to them. And to me, that was a lack of devotion, Mm -hmm. right? So the lack of devotion then leads into the action or the discipline of the action. Mm -hmm. So to me, and and I wrote an email the other day (laughs) about double Ds. I loved it. (laughs) So good. And we're not talking about bra size, but it's just as sexy, in my opinion. (laughs) I agree with that, too. (laughs) Because you get results when you are so devoted to what you're doing. It is going to catalyze the discipline or the action in your business. And that ultimately is what's going to get results are the rituals over time when executed daily create a compound effect. And that's 
how you and I have been able to get such extraordinary results in our business and our clients as well. I know very well the clients that are devoted to the rituals because they're the ones 100% of the time that over time get extraordinary results. Yeah. Revenue. Mm -hmm. I like to say revenue, right? Money. Money. And I think that, you know, it's exponential, but I think what's really important to land here before we go into the step-by-step process of creating a powerful ritual based in devotion is getting really clear on if you really are devoted to your business, because the first step, people just start doing, taking action and the action and the discipline of the action will fade if there's not devotion first. So you can try to put all these actions into place, but if they're not in alignment with what you really want and what you're devoted to, they will fade. And so I think the first step before we even get into our process, Meg, is making sure you as a business owner are devoted to your vision and your mission. And if you're not, you get to pivot so that you can feel that level of commitment and devotion to your craft, just like you do with your family or your friends or anyone else that you're devoted to. So I think that's an important key factor in really creating rituals that will move the needle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So good. And what's coming up for me is a push or a pull. Mm. And so let me extract that a little bit because I know for me when I'm trying to push or force things in my business or when I'm questioning, should I be working on my business today? Mm. Like, I never ever have to question what I'm doing every single day because I feel so pulled to my mission mm that it's automatic. It's it's a ritual and it's been a ritual for years because I know without a shadow of a doubt what I'm committed to and who I'm committed to serving and where we're going. Like there's no question in my mind. So to me, I feel like that is the core to devotion to showing up every single day to executing the rituals is what you said the mission piece what are your core values and how does your mission how is your mission expressed in the work that you're doing yes i love that and i want to add something because this is something that's been coming up a lot for me lately is what about the days where you just don't feel like it I don't, that doesn't happen to me any, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I just, yes, I, I understand you, but like that doesn't happen to well, me Well, I feel like, I feel like sometimes in our, in, in entrepreneurial world, it's, it's depicted that we're always like so excited about our business and there's days where I'm tired. Yeah. And the emotion of like going through the cycles of life and different things pulling on you, how do you stay devoted Mm -hmm. to the rituals, even on the days where you might not feel like it. Now, I'm not saying that this is coming up for you. I'm just saying that I know that our audience might be feeling like entrepreneurship is a roller coaster, man. Yeah. Every day can't be like rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. Some days I just don't feel like it. And the emotions start to take over. Just like some days I really don't want a parent. Like, I'm just like, how many more people can ask something of me? But my emotion starts to pull on me. But what I was trying to extract is emotion, right? Gets second tier when you're devoted. Because Mm -hmm. the devotion piece is so much more different than 
a commitment or a discipline. The devotion is deeper. So regardless of how I feel that day, my overall 30,000 foot view is the devotion to my family, the devotion to our mission. So what I was trying to bridge here was the difference in just having a task to do a task, right, can get old and can get tiresome. But when you're devoted and you have that level of devotion, then even the emotions that you're feeling can be overrun by the rituals. I love so much that you said that because as you were talking, I was like, okay, I guess there are days where I'm tired and I'd rather be, you know, drinking a mimosa on the beach. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Then on a Zoom call with someone. Yeah. So, yes, I hear you. But because it's so automatic, I don't, I don't second guess it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. second guess the action, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Now... If I'm on the beach in Hawaii and you're voxering me 20 times in one day, I'm going to be like, dude, back off, <laughs> Jen, because I'm devoted. I'm equally as devoted to my self-care and Hawaii. Let's just call that out. Can I please. go with you? Why am I not with you? Why am I voxering you? I know. Why aren't you with me? <laughs> this vision of yours is missing a key I, component. I, yes. Why didn't you get your plane ticket, Jen? What's wrong with you? <laughs> So I just wanted to, I, I, I think sometimes it's important to give grace because entrepreneurship is an up and down journey. And yes. I think that a lot of women listening are like, well, I'm tired some days, right? 100%. How do I get through it? And the reason why we're doing this podcast is because on the days you're tired and your emotions are trying to take pilot and take over, <laughs> you're going to learn that these rituals will keep you on track and in the driver's seat. And so that's what I wanted to really land is that there's days where emotions take over, but these rituals will keep you in alignment with your devoted mission. So, hey, John, I know we have a lot going on, but what are you excited about right now? You know, what I'm most excited about is doing exactly what we did on May 20th, again, on September 23rd. What are you talking about? The live event like no other, the Women in Business Leadership Lounge. I have so much fun in each event and I feel like now that we have two under our belt, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, we had a blast on May 20th and we're going to blow it out of the water on September 23rd. So I know a lot of you that are listening have probably been to a business event, a networking event i hate to say that because it feels like forced conversations and stuffy fluorescent lights in a conference room and this is so not that no it's not we do it in an edgy environment in downtown boise at the amsterdam lounge where we have a live dj we have champagne wonderful catered food and we also bring in local business women who showcase their products and services so that we can shop lots of shopping and you forgot to mention the red carpet photo entrance yeah i love getting dressed up how many outfit changes are we gonna have this event (laughs) well we might have to top the last one (laughs) i think we're gonna have a a constant stream of rent the runway outfits arriving at our door i love it so if y'all are listening and you're ready for a fun and connected event where You'll get to meet with other women in business and possibly collaborate with them in real time, but also learn from us 
in person as well as the other amazing speakers that we have, then you don't want to miss this. So if you'd like to join us, you can head over to our website at soulascendcoaching.com where you can grab your ticket. Yeah. And while you're there, check out some of our other resources that we have for you. We have so many free gifts there to support you in integrating our methods of sales, of making more money, of staying connected and staying aligned through our collaboration formula on that site. And you'll also get to see more about how we work with people in a more intimate setting. So head on over and we can't wait to see you live in person in Boise on September 23rd. The rituals are the solution. Yeah. It's like, even if you don't feel like it, just execute your ritual and then see how you feel after. And I, nine times out of 10, notice a significant difference. But if I can just go back one more time, one more second before we dive into these, I just have to say like, because we've been in business for so long, I think I have to remind myself how hard it was in the beginning years, like for you to come at me and say, oh, rituals are easy and fun and everything's magical. I'd be like, dude, back off. (laughs) This is hard. And not to say it's not still hard today. It absolutely is. But the rituals are what gets me out of the funk if I ever find myself landing there. Yeah, for sure. And we have a lot of great rituals. They're really good. They're really good because we're really devoted. Okay, so what we're going to do now just to kind of switch into a more strategic approach to this is now that you understand kind of the 30,000 foot view, at least we hope you do, we want to give you some tangibles and some ways to really create these high level business rituals that will create revenue and it will be sustainable and exponential. And so we're going to give you the three-step process that um, Megan and I actually shared at our last um, workshop that we hosted, or actually really not a workshop, it's our training program that we host in Boise. And it's called The Journey. And we were there with quite a few ladies that got to learn this. So we're going to share it with you. Yeah, this is the system that we taught them. And one more thing before we dive in, I think is really, really, really important is when your rituals are dialed in and the basics of life are handled and done, what I find is that your mind is more free and clear to focus on new challenges and master the next set of problems and or vision or creation. So these daily rituals and the three-step framework we're going to give you right now has helped us stay in our mastery and put our energy into vision, creation, and innovation. And to me, that's what separates the the entrepreneur or the business owner from the CEO. For real. Abs- 100%. It creates more bandwidth and space. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we've been able to do as much as we've been able to do in the short amount of time we've been able to do it. I know. People always ask me, they're like, how do you and Jen have a podcast, you host three big events a year, you're going to be hosting three more big events a year, you have destination retreats, you just bought a property, you're maxed out on clients, and you're still creating more. It's because of the rituals. For real. 100% Meg. And I, I, if I want to reiterate anything today, it's that this piece 
is the thing that's just like compound interest. If you can get this nailed down, it's exponential and it will grow your business to where it's sustainable. So there is no bandwidth when you're trying to create new revenue. It just happens because of the rituals. So please, please implement these three steps as soon as you can. And at the same time, understand it takes time. So rituals don't happen overnight and practice is key. So what you want to give yourself grace for is a little bit of a period of time to adjust. And if things slip, if it's not perfect, it's okay. Over the course of time, you will start to create these rituals in your unconscious and it will just happen automatically. But I think sometimes people start and then they miss a day or it doesn't go the way it should and then they give up. Mm -hmm. So just allow yourself space and time to create this process because it does take time. Mm -hmm. It's like building a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive in. So let's talk about step one. So for us, step one is we look as the prompt and the temptation. And I know, Jen, you use the example of putting your shoes by your bed so that you know first thing if running or cardiovascular exercise is your main focus that you don't even have to think about it it's easy the shoes are the prompt and you know the temptation is to like you can't walk to the bathroom without stumbling over your shoes 100 i will literally fall on my face unless i put them on <laughs> yeah so i but i do this with a lot of things and you know even from the water next to my bed that i keep there the night before to the orc cards that sit next to my bed that i know for my relationship revenue i get to sit in bed and pull with my husband um i i do that continually throughout my day to make things more simple and obvious mm-hmm Yeah, I love that. I think another example, especially I think most people can relate to fitness or weight loss examples is when I used to work in health and nutrition, I would tell my clients they're maybe having cereal or coffee and a cigarette for breakfast. I would say, okay, let's create a new behavior here. Let's create a new ritual. So instead, let's put a protein shake canister and maybe a banana and tea on your counter instead of the cigarette pack or the coffee. I can't believe we actually used to run weight loss challenges at Interscope Records, and that was literally what they had for breakfast. So in order for us to change that pattern, mm-hmm. we had to break it with yeah. a new behavior. Yeah, yeah. I I um, I love that. And I also think that we can give a business example here just to really land what that looks like for us. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is something that has changed the game for me over the past two years. And I'm pretty sure it has for you as well. But for me, I have a heartboard and my heartboard is my prompt. And let me explain. So in business, we have a commitment that we do a certain amount of reach outs and enrollments or sales conversations daily. Megan and I both hold that devotion to each other in our business. And so I have a devotion board of hearts and that heart board keeps me motivated. And it's my visual prompt that before I do anything else in my business, I'm committed. But because of the devotion I have, not only to myself, but to Megan and our business to do my 10 or 20 or 30 reach outs every day. And so for me, that really aligns for me because I see the people that I'm reaching out to as heartbeats and it 
it prompts me to do that thing first. And so then I don't have to think about it. It doesn't feel hard. It feels Mm -hmm. easy and it feels connected. Mm -hmm. And I can just hear people thinking right now, they're like, wait, you do 10, 20 or 30 reach outs a day? I do. WTF, Jen. And I want to go back and really emphasize to what we were saying before in that because this has become a ritual for so long, it's automatic. It's not hard. Nope. But for a lot of people who have never built this muscle before, even reaching out to three people in one day, it might feel hard. So if that's you, that's okay. Start at three. <laughs> Start at one. Start yeah. at one. Start at any. It's it's not about the number. It's not about the mechanism. It's about your intention and staying devoted to your ritual. So start small. Don't go, you know, try to reach the top of the mountain before you even been able to walk around the block, right? Mm -hmm. You really want to give yourself time and space to start small so that it sticks. Yeah. So can we give some examples in this scenario for how our listeners can make the ritual of daily reach outs desirable and obvious? Yeah, for me, I think when the most desirable thing is if it's easy, right? I mean, it has to be easy and it has to be like accessible to me in that moment. And I think that the reason why rituals are easier for me is because I've set my environment up in the correct way. And for me, that allows me to take action easier, which is key. And I think that people... They downplay the importance of their environment. And I think for me, I have a very, very specific way my environment is set up so that it is desirable Mm -hmm. and easy for me to do the action. Mm -hmm. I know you do too, Meg. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, even having a beautiful workspace Mm -hmm. or a beautiful office, whether it's getting candles and crystals and incense and beautiful photos or something that excites you when you're in that space maybe your workspace is really cluttered and so you avoid it and that's the first step is just clearing out the space so to me that's also how i see and making it desirable is i like pretty things i do too i know you do i really like pretty things <laughs> I'm, I'm a libra rising which i learned is i'm motivated by beauty aesthetics yeah and aesthetics so if that's you make your space pretty make the process of tracking your enrollments pretty whether it's jen and her heartboard whether it's drawing pictures whether it's having a pretty excel spreadsheet whatever that looks like it doesn't really matter as long as you have a system that is desirable and obvious to implement. Did you just say pretty Excel spreadsheet? I just want to backtrack a little bit because your brain goes to Excel (laughs) spreadsheets and I'm sure you've like color coded them and made them purple and pink and beautiful colors. I mean, if they're color coded and organized, that's pretty. I'm excited. (laughs) If it, well, you know this about me. I do. do. And this is you too, because a cluttered email drives you and I bonkers. bonkers. I mean, we will talk, we will write an essay (laughs) on how much we despise cluttered emails and our team knows this about us our team definitely knows this about (laughs) us it's a pet peeve (laughs) and I, I I love that you're saying this because for me I mean 
I think if you can think about making things desirable for all senses, that's really important too. And you might not be visual, but maybe, you know, you need to light a candle so it smells nice. Or, you know, maybe you need to put on bright red lipstick before your sales conversation to make you feel more powerful. Maybe that is more desirable for you to put on nice clothes and not be making sales calls in your sweatpants. Mm -hmm. Whatever feels good for you is where you get to dive in and create that environment so that you do want to do the action. 100%. Sometimes I'll even just have a bite of dark chocolate or um, a cup of coffee or kombucha. It's always like one of those things, either a good drink. So my sense of taste is pleasurable before I'm hopping onto whatever the work situation is, whether it's a call, a live training, and it shifts me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that shifting your state with your environment is really important. Yeah. Great. I love those. Okay. So that was step one is the prompt and temptation. You want to make it obvious and you want to make it desirable. Now, step two is the action. So that is the, okay, so maybe my ritual is enrollment and the environment is desirable. I have my cup of coffee um, and my spreadsheet is right in front of me. That's the prompt, right? Step two is actually enrolling people, actually making those connections with people. So I'm either calling them on the phone, I'm reaching out to them on social media, and I'm crossing them off the list, which can for a lot of people be a step three, which is the celebration. Yeah, I love I'm I love checking things off lists. I love it. I don't know what it is, but I actually I do know what it is because it makes me feel like I'm in progress. And as long as I'm in progress, I know I'm moving the needle. And I, I think for me, my brain really, really thrives on those checklists and checking boxes. It's a weird sense of satisfaction for me to know that I've made progress, even if it's like checking something off of a list. It's the weirdest thing. I love it. I'm, I, I get so excited when I look at all the things I got to be in progress over the day. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel so good about myself. Let's celebrate. It's like the same sense of satisfaction as popping a pimple or plucking a hair. Oh my God, you're so my daughter. She is the same way. She's like so obsessed with that. <laughs> Do you tell me she, she does she watch the pimple, pimple popping popper. video? She loves it. She's such a, I think it's her science brain because she's also like the forensic, anything forensic or weird bodily things she's into. But I think a lot of people are. I I do get a sense of satisfaction 100%. I love it. Okay. I'll let you yeah. have that one. <laughs> if you have a pimple on your back, just let me know. Oh, God. You'll be doing me a favor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't have a lot of those. I have never seen it. Okay, good, because you've seen all of me, so you would know. Just no back pimples. That's how I know we're really best friends is when I'm <laughs> popping a back pimple. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I, I really think that this is my favorite part. Okay, so we've gone through step one, which is the prompt. Step two, the action. And step three is the reward. Okay, here's the thing, you guys. The reward for me is something that Megan has been integral in teaching me and implementing, but because I used to not. And um, now I really 
I, I land this every time. So regardless of how small or big the celebration is, I make sure that I do that for myself. And I think sometimes people think of celebration or reward as having to be this big extravagant event, like going out to dinner or going on vacation or celebrating in a big way. But every day I reward myself for the progress and the rituals. And I think that as women, we get to reframe what that looks like. And so Megan and I have a few different ways that we reward ourselves and celebrate. And, and, and believe me, when we host big events and when we have retreats, we reward ourselves in big ways. We do a whole spa day and we go all in. We get bougie AF. Yeah, we do. We really do. I mean, we, we turn off our phones and we're present with each other and we just enjoy spoiling ourselves. And on a daily basis, I have kind of an if, like, if I do this, then I get this with myself game. <gasps> yes. And I do that often. And it's like I set myself up for when I do the action, then I get the this. And so before I get the this, before I have the piece of dark chocolate, I do the action and then and then I get the reward of it. Or for me, what's something that, you know, is one of my guilty pleasures is I love reality TV. I love watching The Housewives and I love reading fantasy books. You're hilarious. I love them. Do you watch it to feel better about yourself? Absolutely. Of course I do. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I love trashy TV and I love trashy novels. I read so much self-help and business books that my reward to myself is I'm going to let myself read this book that will take me to another universe for 10 minutes. You know, for me, it's not trashy novels, although I did get into the True Blood novels. Oh, I can't, yeah. the Charlotte Harris or whoever. Those are good. But for me, I'm such a nerd. It's books on Norse mythology. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I understand that from you. Anything like Viking, Norse mythology, paganism, yeah, all yeah. of that. I flippin' love it. I go into a different world. It's a huge reward for me. I just bought a book yesterday. Oh, would are you, will you share it with me later? Yeah, I went into Barnes & Noble and I was in heaven. I love it there. I know. I could spend 24 hours there. Absolutely. Okay, Meg, so we've talked about how we reward ourselves daily. And the if I do this, then I'll get this game that I play. And I think it's a good place to start. And so if there's something that you know you really look forward to and you really want to do it that day, make sure that you play that game with yourself and allow yourself the reward after you create the action. There's one more thing I'd love to touch on I think is really important that you and I spoke to the other day to our students. And it's about what celebration actually opens up mm. for you and your business because I know often nine times out of 10 when a new client is working with us and they hit a big milestone and we say, what are you doing to celebrate? They're like, well, we're, we're trying to solve this next problem or work on this next, next project. And I actually heard you in Voxer yesterday tell two of our clients just because they had a big win. Yeah, they did. And I heard you coach. I was so proud of you. I meant to tell you. Thank you. I was, I was eavesdropping. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And I heard you tell them, okay, yes, I know you're trying to solve this next problem, but I am going to tell you to stop right now and take a step back and really immerse yourself in the energy of celebration and rewarding yourself because what you just accomplished 
was a big deal. And if you miss that step, ultimately what you're doing is telling your psyche and also telling the universe that it wasn't a big deal. So we maybe don't need to do it again. Yep. Bingo. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. This is one of the biggest things I see with entrepreneurs because we're so driven that it's like, great, good job. Okay, next. And we miss an opportunity to praise ourselves and be grateful. And that energy calls in more of that. But when we dismiss it, we dismiss an opportunity to create even bigger things. And you've taught me a lot about celebration and I do it now, no matter what big or small. And I'm so grateful for that because it's changed a lot for us and in our business and just overall. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Meg. So as we're closing, um, we have, let's just go through our steps one more time. And then we'd love to hear, you know, as you guys are listening to this podcast, you know, what are some rituals for revenue that you can create based in devotion? I would really love to hear that. And I know we do a soul assignment, um, but I, I think for me, I would really like, I really want this to be actionable. Mm-hmm. This is such a huge opportunity to shift your business. So, you know, as our soul Simon, if it's okay with you, Meg, I would really just love to hear from our audience post on our Instagram feed and let us know what your new revenue ritual is going to be. Don't, don't go crazy. Start small, but start with one that's really centered in the devotion you have to your mission and your vision. I want to know. I want to know what it is. I love that. You like you. Is that okay? Yeah. So can you give an example? Of course I can. So for me, I think that there's a misconception around what enrollment, like we talked about meeting 10, 20, or 30 reach outs a day looks like. So I want to reframe that for everyone. Because for me, a ritual that has changed our business, your, your, I mean, I know it's changed our business and yours in the past is what's called a relationship ritual. And relationship rituals are something that I do every day for revenue. It's interesting because when you create relationships, ultimately that creates revenue. And so every day I have a commitment to myself that I will reach out to someone, whoever it is, whoever it is that's on my heart that day and share something of value with them, bring something to their life, add value to their life in some way. And by doing that, I'm not offering them a program or um, an, an offer in that moment. I'm actually just connecting human to human. But the thing is, Meg, is when you create those relationship rituals, those people, when they might need a business coach or know somebody that might need a business coach, they're going to think of me. Mm-hmm. Because they know I listen to them and that I care about them enough to reach out to them when when they're on my heart. Boom, bam, baby. That's it. That is a ritual for relationship that will ultimately lead to revenue. Done. That's a great example. I think everyone I know we've given a similar ritual before, but I, I think it's important to continue to talk about because it is the one thing that will drive your business for sure. 100%. Awesome. What about you, May? Can you give one? Ooh, well, I think something that I'd love to add to, to that, because I think I want everyone that has a business connecting with new people every day. Yeah. Um, above and beyond building a website, anything else, admin, which we get stuck in, building your social media, making it fancy. Like those are all important. 
but they're not important unless you're doing the relationship rituals. Thank you. So, you know, for me, I just want to go back to if this is something that's hard for you, maybe also comment like how you make it desirable Mm. before, whether it's the dark chocolate or the coffee or having a pretty office or setting your environment up in a way that is desirable and pleasurable. What are you going to do that's going to motivate you to actually get into action? Yeah. Great. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's go through them one more time. And then we, I think, I think we covered quite a bit today. So I think we're, I think then we're Audi 5,000. (laughs) What year was that? I don't know. I think that was what we used to say in high school. I have not heard anybody say that in 25 years. I think, yeah, because I'm three years older than you. So I think I was in junior high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Bringing it back, baby. Okay, so if you are listening and you are a business owner that wants to create high-level results, then you're going to follow this three-step process. Step one is the prompt and temptation. You want to make it obvious and you want to make it desirable. Step two is the action. How do you, what do you need to do to get into action? Step three is the reward and celebrate so that you can do it again. I love it. Thanks, Meg. Thanks. This was fun. Thanks for your devotion. I'm devoted to you and to this podcast. (laughs) We hope that you're all devoted to us as well. (laughs) Don't forget to leave a review. We always forget to tell people that. Oh, yeah. The reviews really help us continue to offer free content and free value to the people that we care about. And we'd really like a five-star review. Can I ask for that? Oh, yes. Five stars. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. Unless you don't like us, then just don't leave a review. Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you. And we love reviews. We love five-star reviews. And we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Coaching, or you can connect with us at solascendcoaching.com. 